we do every single weekend on these airwaves. My name is Casey Steve, the voice of your valley. On Merced's News Talk, 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS. Citizen Watch, come on. That's you, Merced. Winton. Elnido. And my favorite little dairy community, Gushti, out there on the west side. Hey, welcome to Citizen Watch. It's a fine Saturday morning. I appreciate everybody giving me last weekend off. You know, Easter only comes once a year. and So you take a little time off. You enjoy yourself. The spring break, you know, the school is out. I figured, hey, why not me? After a long time, he's a busy guy. But we finally got him in here. That's right, Rob Bapti. You may remember, you may or may not know him. You may not. <laughs> you may not. You know, I uh, we, we were reminiscing off the air. It's been about two years since I had Mr. Bapti in. A lot of folks probably know his better half, Andrea. Andrea, Travis Federal Credit Union. That's right. And they're a huge influence, not only in the community, uh, but Andrea, she's a, a Pretty, she's really moved up over there. Your wife, she did involved oh, yeah. what training and the whole nine yards. Yeah, she's done. Uh, she's done really well. She was uh, she was in charge of I think six banks for a while there, and so she's she's scaled back. I think she's doing uh, kind of Atwater and uh, uh, Atwater and Merced now, and so yeah, yeah. And she's uh, she's been out there for I think thirty thirty one years. Oh like, my word! Yeah. Now aren't they at the Castle <laughs> yeah. Air Force Base now? Uh, no, so they're no longer a castle. They oh, have, they uh, were okay. Yeah, they they were you know back in the dark ages, and then uh, shows you what I know, right? And then they have a they have a facility there by Jance's uh, there in Atwater. Oh, and, okay. And then uh, the one here in Merced, there by whatever that's Petco or something like that. Does she have to travel a lot? She used to. So she she used to be on the road, you know, a couple days a week, you know, because she was all the way up to Antioch and Travis and yeah, you know, uh, yeah, and so she uh, she made the decision to kind of scale back a little bit and. Uh, yeah, she's doing great though. She's uh, super involved with like the Outwater Fourth of July, and uh, which I hear they might uh-huh. have this year. Uh, uh, I think they have their big meeting Tuesday to figure out kind of oh, you know, okay. how do how do you figure out outdoor capacity at a place like Castle. Well, I I heard uh, yeah. you know getting you know yeah. a big expense the fireworks and uh, well, that, you know, all of none, that. None of that's free, right? Yeah. And the city doesn't you know the city doesn't foot that bill. That's uh, that's the you know it's a community volunteer group mm-hmm. uh, heavy on the volunteer. You know, very, so, they've done well over the years. It's done, a huge they've advantage. They've done great. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I know there was a lot of, uh, you know, angst over kind of what happened last year with COVID and all that. But, uh, yeah, they're they're working at it. You know, and if they can, you know, it's not like they don't want to make it happen. Well, so, no, we're going to keep uh, our fingers crossed. We're in the red. Yep, yep. And uh, I was really disappointed. You know, one of the big events I always love and brings out the kid in me is the Merced County Fair. Oh, sure. And uh, first was the Lost Manus to go, and I, I held out hope, but I understand why. And uh, that was disappointing. But, uh, you know, people, again, know Rob's wife, Andrea. Andrea, is it Andrea or Andrea? I always get it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's Andrea. Okay, because I uh, I know that she's a big big uh, like you say been here in the community thirty some years, and who doesn't deal with Travis Credit Union? Rob himself, uh, he's been in education at the Ball Echo School District. 
Baliko. Baliko Cressy. Baliko, I'm sorry. It's That's the uh, no, we're just teasing a little <laughs> little citizen watch humor here. But uh living down in San Diego for, for many years, people would ask, Where's La Jala? And you knew they weren't <laughs> from the area. It's La Jolla. But uh, no, Baliko, he's the superintendent, you said? No, oh Lord, no. No. Principal. Principal. Well, now that's a pretty small school district. Yeah. I would imagine principal and superintendent (laughs) isn't a far throw. Oh, I have a boss and she's awesome. How, 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 uh, now is that school district K through what? It's uh, TK, right? Uh, So TKK uh, through eighth grade. Through eighth grade, yeah, and you uh, you're out there every day when it's in session, every right? Every day, right? And so I uh, I was we were one of the first folks to apply for a, a waiver with the state. And so, you did? Oh, of course, yeah. So we've been open since like I don't know the end of September. No, I like October. how you said that. Oh, of course, because you realize the importance yeah. of that in person education. Well, we we had the opportunity to do it, you know, and and not not everybody did, but we jumped on the opportunity, and so we've had. We've had roughly 80% of our kids kind of wow. in, and so now I, I, well, I think we're well above that number because the state lowered. The only thing that restricted us was we, we're tiny. We, don't, we didn't have the physical space to get kids six feet apart and get all the kids in and families that wanted to come, uh, and our families want to come. So we had a situation with our school bus drivers this year where you know, we lost a couple drivers to retirement and uh, one to workman's comp thing, and our parents, our parents are driving their kids every day bringing them in bringing them in and so you know the sacrifices that they're making not only on uh you know having their kids at home during the covid and and, and all of that but just you know bringing them in bringing them home every day like that's you know that that's an impact that they didn't you know have before that uh so they've been you know great partners for us and uh yeah it's really you know kids in school are better than kids not in school well, and when you say not in school, and I don't mean to put you on the spot because sure. I know the education system is, is, I don't understand it all, but yeah. would you say the distance learning model wasn't as desirable as being in class? I don't, I don't think that there's uh, anybody in the business that thinks that the, the distance model is an effective model uh, for the majority yeah, I understand yeah. next year there may be There's, an option for some of those that liked it or still there have very well may be. some you know, concerns. I came out of the court and community school system. You know, I used to be the juvenile hall principal and stuff in, uh, uh, in uh, Clovis, you know, down there by Fresno. Uh, I can remember years ago when they went digital high and you looked at, uh, I did their WAS, so I did their school accreditation, uh, you know, with the state there. And, you know, there's a, there's a group of students, you know, high school that are uh, – not made for the nine, you know, the, the nine to three schedule. They're just right. not, you know? And so they looked at kind of their program, you know, and kids were checking in at, you know, after nine, like up until like two in the morning. And, you know, that's, that's okay for a window of kids, mm-hmm. you know, that, that window was under 10%, you yeah. know? And so if kids don't have, you know, some supports at home, uh, that are kind of pushing them, you know, to, to, uh, stay connected and get through things, and especially with our ages, you know, K through eight, that's that's super hard for to have a kid that's individually motivated and, and kind of uh, good at self-tasking and all that. And so, yeah, no, you know, in, in, in-person instruction for the majority is is the win. Mm-hmm. No, it's really neat. It's, it's hard to believe that you have the time to be a principal at a school district with all of the other things that we're going to talk about that you do. And one of those, of course, the big thing that that uh, we talked to Rob last time back in 19 was his hate dust project. I didn't know what it meant. First thing when you hear hate, anything in hate, you're uh, especially now, I think 
in the last couple of years, that's oh, really yeah. been accentuated. Uh, racism, thank God, it wasn't called the Racism Project, but at the Hate Dust Project or the Hate Project, sometimes people just abbreviate it. What is the Hate Project? Just to bring some of those that didn't listen to the last interview up to speed. So a couple of years ago, uh, you know, I kind of made a I made a shift. Uh, I, I'd lived here in the community for a long time. Uh, I had done, you know, kind of various civics groups and just never really kind of found my flow. Uh, I'm 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 good on my own. When you talk about, you know, like the, the Lions, the, the yeah, other was, things, yeah, the, an Elks the Rotarians, all, all of that. these things, right? Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I did my water in a couple of them, uh, you know, my toe in the water, so to speak. And I went through, uh, you know, I went through the chairs at Elks and stuff. And uh, I just, uh, the focus for me, I just, I, I tried something out on my own. And so I had some friends that were growing chili peppers. And, uh, you know, I, I, I came up with this idea to... Uh, you know, they're all, uh, a lot of them are custom knife makers and they do a trade show every year. And I said, hey, you know, why don't I take all your chili peppers and I'm going to, I'm going to make them into something and we'll put them out on your tables and we'll, we'll donate like whatever we get to some charitable thing. And, and Make-A-Wish in the past had asked me uh, to do like pig cookouts for them and stuff. And I, I had catered a bit and I had done like the World Series of Barbecue and the American Royal and stuff, and so catered a bit. That sounds pretty a uh, yeah. little little involved, if yeah, you ask I can, me. I, I can burn a steak. So, no uh, kidding. So uh, yeah, so I came up with this thing and uh, we tried it out. We went to a trade show and uh, I put it out on my friends' tables and I just kind of stood in the aisles and guys that I knew, I'd be like, "Hey, Casey, come here. You're buying this." And uh-huh. they'd be like, well, "What does it cost?" I'm like, "Whatever you give these guys, we're going to give the money away." And at that time, it was. Uh, the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. And so, uh, you know, that first weekend, I, I think I made, you know, six grand, 6,400, something like that, stiff arming guys in the aisles. And then uh, I had a guy approach me and he's like, hey, my, my company will match out like five grand of that. And so, you know, Saturday I ended up with six and by Tuesday it was 11. And these are like little one ounce packages oh, of yeah, a, maybe, a powdered yeah. chili. You grind them up. I literally took the five hottest chilies on earth and ground them up into a fine powder and kind of mixed them with some some other seasonings. And uh, but it was more of a goof. It wasn't like a. It wasn't meant to be like a, a barbecue rub. It was meant right. to be like, hey Casey, dip your finger in this and burn your eyeballs out, right? Right. And so the name stemmed from you know your mouth was going to hate you and your. Your butt was going to hate you when right, it came yeah. out the other side. Yeah. And so we ended up calling it hate dust. And so over, you know, and that's about seven, seven and a half years ago. And so um, over the course of winter, you know, people asked me to do it again. Uh-huh. They had, you know, word had kind of gotten out online. and uh, Because it's only a, a certain size batch. In other words, you made oh, yeah, up a, Yeah, a, I, a, made, I made about 300, like, two-ounce packets, you know. And, uh-huh. and uh, I ground all the chilies by hand and... Like yeah, it was it was kind of brutal, you know. Now I now I I, I use kind of commercially sourced chilies, uh, so I can get them in kind of whatever grind I want. But you know? hot, still still hot. Oh ones. yeah, no, I'm still using I'm using Carolina Reapers and I'm using Scorpions and I'm I'm using all the good stuff. When you use Ghost as a base, yeah, you know, I used to use Habanero as a base. So when when you you, you up that go- up five times just to the base, it's wow. Yeah, it's wicked hot. So yeah, and, and then so you have the so every version is different so then you got people wanted wanted another yeah they wanted they wanted me to do another go and they'd kind of seen what i had done with the money and so you know one became two and the next year you know two became four so i've been doing about two a year i think i'm on i think i'm on 14 because i just did i did once with like a jason mask like a friday the 13th right so yes i, did, I saw that and yeah. those be and you know what is interesting folks 
is people, you know, if they dare to peel it open, put their finger in or do the challenge, but they, they, they trade them, they keep them because yeah. different versions, like this is version nine, yeah. and, and some of them have almost a following, don't they? Oh, 100%. Yeah. And so uh, I feel bad because the word got kind of out in like the chili community. And really, by the time those guys hear about it, uh, you know, and they join my page and they're like, hey, how do I get this? I'm like, well, I only made 500 and they're gone. Yeah. You know, and so it's it's hard to explain to people that, you, you know, you sell out of something in a in a couple of days or, you know, at a, at a single show. And so, yeah, the response and the uh, the following, you know, we developed a Facebook group about uh, I think I'm at, I'm at year six with the Facebook group, something mm-hmm. like that. So we've cultivated an audience of just under I think 10,000, so it's like being the mayor of my own little town. It's unbelievable. Yeah, when we say little town, he makes a lot of products, and he stamps on it, made in Merced. And I am so proud whenever I see that, because you don't see many things stamped on a made in Merced, and especially when it's done done for such a good cause, because this hate dust, it's just something uh, amazing. That was for cystic fibrosis. That that first time. First time, And, and you've done a lot of... Of charities, there's a lot of good causes that you've worked for. Isn't so it? yeah, I'd, I'd say over the years that really like the focus has been more like uh, you know Make a Wish uh, here in Merced, which is coming. Uh, I think May 22nd. I'll check my little picture on my phone here in a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's coming back. Um, I, I've done a lot for Ronald McDonald House, but we've done. Uh, if you look at our page, uh, main dot the dot com, uh, you can look at the supported events we've done. I think over the last. Uh, over the last seven point whatever years, um, I've given away about 1.8 million uh, to probably 280, 300 plus causes, and that's you know those range from the big ones to the little ones. You know, um, we do a couple times a year. We'll do uh, where we let our audience kind of just pitch ideas to us. You mm-hmm. know, and that may be anything from you know like Purple Heart anglers that are taking you know disabled veterans uh, fishing to you know, we've done uh, uh, one of the ones we did last year that I thought was super cool was a uh, guy was making a mobile uh, glass blowing studio to service uh, veteran homes mm-hmm. to go around and teach them how, teach to, blow, them how to blow glass. teach them how to blow glass. So, like, really some awful ball things. We you know we we bought a guide dog for a girl that had brittle bone disease. You know, like that's amazing. Like I say, I've I've noticed some real uh, one of a kind. Uh, Events, you know, charities you've helped out, a friend's having a problem, something yep, yep. like that. Just amazing. We're with Rob Bapti of the Hate Dust Project. And uh, we're going we're gonna to get into more of what he does, not only for the community, but for a lot of people. It's just, it's just absolutely amazing. We'll be right back. Saturday morning, there's no blame here. Only love in the air. We're with Rob Bapti from the Hate Dust Project. The Hate Project, we've uh, identified what hate dust is now. On the Richter scale, it's 10. The ghost pepper as a base, that's absolutely unbelievable. Sorry about the feedback here, folks. 
hard to get uh, you know the old studio i really miss the old studio c but we're gonna we're gonna get by with what we got here rob bapti we had him in in 2019 i had uh, noticed mr bapti and his lovely wife andrea at many events uh make a wish was one of them and when i say many events maybe that was the one and he was just this big imposing guy you know he uh he doesn't have a, 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 a mean bone in his body, but the, he has this 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 beard and the, the, the not the shaved head, but a you know a, a sparsely sh- uh, head of, head of hair. Enough. Yeah, and, and it, it, you know you're you're almost like God. Who is this guy? You know, is he a bodyguard? He's he's got yeah. some tattoos. He's he's a big guy like myself. And uh, and then I noticed that the acknowledgments he were he was getting he and his wife at these events. And uh, then I noticed, wow, he's at the table right up by the podium. And uh, turns out he was one of the biggest donors at some of these events. And, you know, some folks really get flashy and they dress up and, you know, they stand out. It's like Mark Pazin at a public event. You know, just you can pick him out <laughs> across the room, you know, and, and, not, and not the podium either. It's just... But but Rob, uh, I think a bolero tie was about as uh, as dressed up as he got, you know, the, the shirt. I mean, dresses, he reminded me a lot of me. And I'll tell you, he was just a nice, nice guy. But I'll tell you, he does a lot more than I've ever done. When I heard some of the amounts, I mean, talk about Make-A-Wish. I think that's a really near and dear. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. I don't know, like, kind of in front of me. But I met uh, I met Pam Duarte, who used to be kind of the main organizer there for uh, Make-A-Wish here in Merced. Uh, I met Pam through one of her volunteers. They asked me if I had uh, donate a a pig roast to a luau that they were, you know, I think auctioning off or something. I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll come mm-hmm. cook a pig for you. And so, uh, yeah, you know, over the years, I, m- I remember that, that first pig roast sold for like $700. And, man, I thought I was, you know, I thought I was in tall cotton. Yeah. You know? And so, uh, yeah, so over the years. But, you know, I wouldn't go to the Make-A-Wish dinner because, man, you hear those stories, and those stories will rip your heart out. Mm-hmm. You know, They just will, you know, and, and it just uh, – I don't know if uncomfortable is the right word, but yeah, it would almost make me feel uncomfortable. You know, like you, you begin to realize I don't, I don't have kids myself. So it's, there's a (laughs) there's a level of irony that I'm the school principal and that, uh, I've done all these kind of things that are kind of children based. You know, I just did, uh, uh, last year, uh, even though COVID hit, I got approached by the folks from, uh, Valley Children's Hospital, right? They're going to try to put in uh, a new facility there at, uh, Yosemite and G. Yeah, I right believe. across yeah. from Raley's, yeah. Yeah, right where the, the police station was going to be. Was going to be, yeah. so, City sold them um, You know, they came, they did a couple of presentations here in Merced, and, uh, and I heard about that. And so, uh, uh, you know, I, I listened to the spiel, and, and so I called them up a couple of weeks later. You know, their, their public uh, connection guy is Matt Steele, and I called Matt up, and I said, hey, you know, did, did anybody bite? Like, you know, did you? are you guys kind of looking... You know, because they're looking to build a community foundation. And uh, so, yeah, so I was the first one in on that because, you know, I know it's the right thing for the community. And uh, uh, I, I won't be around for it. I don't have kids that are going to benefit from it. But I know that somebody's kid will. And I think that's pretty much good enough for me. And so that's kind of how I've approached all of these things, whether it's Ronald McDonald House or Make-A-Wish. Uh, it just so happens that, you know, my fundraising capacity in the model that I've built where I'm manufacturing, you know, I'm manufacturing kind of these custom bottle openers and stuff, and I'm giving up my weekends and vacations to kind of make things, and then I sell them on the internet, and they, they do pretty well, and in the world's worst business plan ever, I just decided to give it away. And so, 
you, you get in that cycle of doing, you know, kind of doing it, and then you know other hobbies and stuff kind of fall to the wayside, and the next thing you know, you're eight years down the road and you're closing in on two million. And so yeah, but Make a Wish was always a big focus for me, just because, uh, you know, I think right now we've got. Uh, I heard the number the other day. I want to say 47 wishes kind of mm-hmm. on hold in the valley. And that number may be much larger. Don't quote me. Uh, and probably is much larger. Um, but when you hear things like that and, and you realize, uh, you know, the kind of year that structurally we've gone through financially and kind of, um, you know, all those places took a pretty heavy hit. And so the weird thing is, is that when COVID kind of hit and shut everybody down, uh, it didn't really shut me down. Like I was used to kind of being, you know, just coming home and working on my own anyways. Uh, and it turned out that my audience was still kind of really ready to buy and, and, you know, kind of ready to go. And so I still, uh, you know, I think I still hit like 225 last year. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it was uh, amazing. Yeah, everybody's locked down and you got uh, a quarter of a million dollars. Yeah. You know, and so it's nutty, you know, and so when you have that kind of support, um, you know, you try to pick. You try to pick good things, you know, to give to. And so, you know, kids, community, that kind of thing kind of keeps uh, the right focus going. You know? what, what I think is amazing is you're locally based here in Merced. Your products are made in Merced. And yet the outreach is all over the world, literally. Yeah. I think and, I've, and it benefits our area. Yeah. I think I've, uh, I've shipped to, last time I checked, I think maybe 17, 18 countries, something like that. And so uh, I have a decent following kind of both in... Uh, kind of sing especially like it's you know like singapore um china uh, i've done a couple uh projects that you guys really haven't kind of seen where i've done uh i've done kind of co-branded projects with uh some companies in china like especially year of the big pig was a big one you know so i got approached by a couple of manufacturers and stuff. right because this hate dust project i should tell people these bottle openers they're in the shape of a pig yeah so the yeah the pig came from kind of you know my cooking background and i was known right. as, you know known as the big guy and so uh, it was just a natural kind of carryover, and so, yeah. So it's been uh, it's been super nutty. It's uh, uh, it, it's hard to kind of you know if you walk up to a guy in a bar and you're like, oh hey, you know, and he asks you like kind of you know what do you do, what are you into, and you tell him, oh you know I got this, I have philanthropy as a hobby. Yeah, <laughs> you know it's, and they look you up and down and they're like, well I got to ask you, Rob. I mean you know I there you know and I know Make a Wish, Ronald McDonald House, like you say, a lot of these other things that people don't know about. But there, there has to be there has to be a reason why you do this. What you know what what transpired in your life? What happened in your life to make you do this? To choose this path? It, it's almost like a religion. Yeah, you know, it's. Uh, um, Is it because you don't have kids? I mean, no. I think I. You know, it, it's a good question, and so there's 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 layers to it. I think, but I think. Um, I think I'm aware of the idea that, or I've wrapped my head around the idea that it's rare that we ever figure out what we're good at. And, and it's rare. We see when lightning strikes for other people, but we don't really kind of recognize that opportunity in ourselves sometimes. And so I realized that I hit this weird niche with marketing through Facebook and uh, how I've kind of cultivated this audience and the timing in which it happened, where uh, Facebook groups happened, uh, you know, and kind of my growth uh, within the kind of community that I sell in, uh, I was super aware of like every step of it. And so there have been several times where I've been, I've just been done. I've been burnt out and ready to quit. 
but I fully recognized that I was good at it. And I recognized that, uh, I'll tell you, (laughs) you've known me for a while, right? So there's certain things I'm super comfortable talking about. There's, there's just some that I'm not. I know. And I'm trying to get you to talk about those. You know, tune my, yeah. So I'll just tell you. So here, here's one that's rewarding for me. A couple years ago, um, before I'd even really set my, my sights on, uh, Ronald McDonald house, I had, uh, I'd done a couple things for him, and their annual report came out. And here's this uh, here's this letter of thanks from their director. Uh, in the in the you know in the opening, you know they're always like, hey, you know we had a you know this kind of a year, and you know we served this many families and blah blah blah. And uh, and so then there's this thank you to my to my wife Andrea and I, and uh, I had never really looked at one of those things. And so I'm just kind of flipping through it, and I'm like, oh, it's kind of nice. And I get to the back. And I get to the back and I look at the back page and it shows all the donors at certain levels, you know. And so at above, uh, you know, $2,000, I think they have to report it out. And so you see this list of kind of 500, like the list starts at like 500. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of nice, you know. And then you get up to like 1,000, then 2,000, then 5,000, then 10,000. And, you know, there's the there's like the 20 or 25, whatever plus. And as I'm looking through the whole, you know, kind of thing, like when you're looking, you know, when, you, when you're looking, you're like, oh, hey, I wonder if my name's on there. And, you know, you're looking at the right side of the column and you realize that you're on the left and that the only name above yours is McDonald's. Right. And the names below yours are companies like, you know, PG&E and Bank of America and kind of these these state and national institutions. And you realize that the only thing above you is McDonald's. You've done something in your week. I'd say so. I'd say so. It's a. Uh it's an amazing thing, and I'm, I'm amazed at the following. Like I say, I've been following this Facebook page for a couple of years now, and it's, a, it, it's an eclectic group, to <laughs> say the least. And when I say yeah. that Rob is the leader, he is the leader, and he's not only the principal of Belico School, he's the principal of that Facebook page, because there's rules, my friends, and the <laughs> rules will be followed. And if you violate the rules... Now, why do they call you Farmer Rob? Uh, you know, that's... <laughs> I'm in the wrong place to tell this story. Uh-oh. Uh, well, so just back, watch the language. Back in the year, uh, you know, back in the day, uh, when I first started kind of in education and I was working on my te- teaching credential, uh, there was kind of a movement to set up school gardens. Yes. And so, yeah, and so Hotmail came out back then, you know, and the internet was just kind of blown up. And so I kind of picked this this moniker of uh, Farmer Rob because we're here in the Central Valley. Yeah, yeah, farmer. no, I get it now. But, uh, but really where folks had started calling me farmer was uh if you remember back in the day kind of being around the music industry and, and stuff of uh, kind of bootleg tapes and oh, guys okay. guys taping uh you know dead shows and neil young yeah, shows yeah. and stuff and oh, all the that dead. So, that was old i had f- oh, yeah. friends that would photograph they'd follow the dead all over all over and so i was a big neil young guy and i was uh i was a big metallica guy and stuff and so you know uh, there were these guys that would farm music that would, uh, you know, you'd make X amount of copies of tapes and you're responsible for, you know, yeah, okay, branches and leaves. And so, oh, all right. Hey, that's okay. You know, that was, that was back before Napster. That's, I was going to say, I loved <laughs> Napster. Was that not the greatest platform in the world? My God. Man, yeah. I love Napster. And then they got after that guy. And then, uh, I liked how he suggested to the Facebook people, don't call it the Facebook, just call it Facebook. Yeah. I thought that was kind of <laughs> neat. Hey, we're running out of time. This is so much fun. I'm trying to uh, see where we're at. I think we're into Rob's favorite song here. Uh-oh. Got a little, little Johnny oh, Cash here. Yeah. Hey, we're uh, we're with Rob Bapti. Well, actually, you know what? I just 
I was I wasn't watching the time here. We still had a we still have two minutes into this How segment. How dare you play over I the Tennessee know. three? Well, I didn't I didn't want to. Uh, I tell you, I've been a little <laughs> discombobulated with my CD player. We still have CDs. So now that explains Farmer Raw because I know that sometimes with Facebook groups, as Facebook groups go. Uh, they can get a little, you know, people start doing their own thing. And you kind of had to lower the boom a little bit, keep people in line, sure. because it is about charity, right? Yeah, and so we've we've really tried to keep the, the page kind of non-political, non, uh, yeah, just really kind of focus on task at hand. And so the task at hand is, me, you know, me sell, you buy. I take, you right, know, you get a trinket and I get a... I get to uh, give up my weekend and right. my free time, and and people and, love it. I mean, it's almost yeah. like it's 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 a, a synergy that gets built up on this page where people just they start matching and things. But again, there's no self self dealing, self serving. There's nobody in there really making a buck on on your page. It's it's about the charity. It's about the giving, and and I like how you keep it about that. And you mentioned something non political because this in this day and age, try to go on a, a message board without getting into politics. And I love how. It never comes up. You don't never. hear about the president, Trump. Nope. You don't hear about any of this crap. No. How do you do it? Do people just know better? Um, so over the years, yeah. I mean, it's some of it's been, you know, the dad talk and some of it's been just. Um, <laughs> yeah, the dad talk. When, when we see, you know, when we see things kind of go up that, uh, you know, don't, aren't consistent with kind of the community value, you just delete it, period. Yeah. You know, and just don't, you don't, you don't let the fester boil. Now we're into the break. Boy, I tell you, a little early here. Got emotional that last segment, folks. Hey, uh, we're with Rob Bapti. Andrea couldn't be here. She's probably at home at Casa Bon Appetito. I'm telling you, I watched <laughs> some of the. She's at Casa Travis Federal Credit this, Union. <laughs> this this guy is a cook. He he posts. If you ever go on his Facebook page, some of the dinners that they make is just absolutely unbelievable. It's like five star Michelin restaurant quality. Let me tell you, he does know uh, how to cook. We'll be right back after these breaks. And I'd let that lonesome whistle blow my blues away. When I was just a baby, my mama told me, son, always be a good boy, don't ever play with guns. But I shot a man in Reno. Just to watch him die When I hear that whistle blowing I hang my head and cry Hey, here we are, Saturday morning, third segment. Third and final segment at 8 o'clock hour. Boy, do they go quick. We've been here with Rob Bapti with the Hate Us Project. Uh, a lot of good things they're doing here from the city of Merced. Based in the city of Merced, folks. That's right. It's uh, not often that you have a manufacturer that literally gives away all the profit. I mean, you know, there's some reinvestment, I'm sure, in machining. He has some really neat toys. Uh, laser engraving. I've seen some good things, some bad things. I mean, you've had some uh, boo-boos, I guess, you know. Yeah. And again, he, he shares them. And, and people want the boo-boos. I'm amazed at, uh, I don't know if it's a water jet or however you cut these these pig uh, bottle Fire. openers out, but people want the blanks they want that the they, blanks. they come yep. out of and, and any of the goof-ups and... There's tail in, tail out. I've learned that. <laughs> Excuse me. It's uh, And then the materials. Uh, meteorite. Yeah. Uh, that was really a unique one. There was uh, something. I'm an electrician, so the uh, ABS, the, the micarta. The, oh, the Westinghouse. The Westinghouse yeah. micarta. That was yeah. interesting to me. I was like, did that come out of something special? or just? Oh, yeah, no, it came out of a defense contractor. Yeah, okay. like old stuff. Yeah, I mean, and, that was all like... 
thirties. Yeah, that's announced by. Yeah, and, and then uh, what are some of the more interesting? You know, titanium is kind of common now, I guess. Yeah, but yeah, but I've done things in like titanium Damascuses, which they call Timascus. You know, I, I have a friend named Chad Nichols, Nichols Damascus. You guys can, you know, check him out on the internet where he makes you know he makes stuff out of you know zirconium and and layers of titanium, like stuff that literally for a you know a, a piece the size of your hand in a fifth of an inch. You know, it's nine hundred dollars. It's like, amazing. It's it's a, it's a stupid amount of money, and so when no, people are real craftsmen, oh, hundred percent, yeah. And so there's been a big learning curve for me. You know, there's not exactly a school that you go to to learn how to deal with material like that. And so, uh, but it's it's turned out over the years that the more exotic or weird material that I can get, you know, and make these things out of that, uh, you know, the better they do, whether it's an auction or a straight sale. Uh, yeah, so I've been blessed, and I've been blessed to have some pretty, you know, decent named engravers and, and artists over the years kind of make some customs for me and, and sell those and stuff. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah the whole and, thing kind of works. And then every once in a while he'll come out, you know, he has the pigs and he has these, uh, I, I call them lunch trays. That you know, Oh, like, yeah, I did I did like prison trays. Prison trays, a couple yeah. Weeks ago. Yeah, oh, yeah, those were kind of cool. Almost like, yeah. you know, you get in cafeteria and then yeah. uh, some boxes. And, you know, again, it's, 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 you know, useful products. They're interesting products, but some of the artwork, uh, there was engraving uh, on, I forget it was a pig or a lighter or something, one of your friends. It was just, it was a whole story just in this little, uh, oh, yeah. This, yeah. this little item. And I can't imagine, it, it, some of it's pretty pricey, I have to say. And, uh, oh, yeah. Collected, yeah. traded among other people. Yeah. And we've had guys that have done uh, literally $1,000, you know, $1,500 engravings on pigs and stuff. And, you know, those pigs have done well. They've done $2,000, $3,000. Like, it's insane. Well, you know, something uh, I've learned, and I wanted you to explain it to me, because I, I still don't completely understand it. There's lingo they use on this website, and one of them's Rule 10. And when somebody really wants something, because I'll tell you, when Rob has a, uh, what do you call it when you offer things? Uh, like a sale or a livestock sale. sale? Yeah, you'll have a sale, and, and it'll uh, drop, I guess. And yeah, they, drop. They drop at a certain time, and you got people that are logged on. Waiting. It's like buying tickets at Ticketmaster in the old days, folks. Yep. It's unbelievable. And if you miss out, you miss out. And Rob will say, well, I've got 15. Yep. And I guess the first, I forget how you say you're in, which yeah. means you've, you've yeah, won. You've got it, right. And, and, then, uh, and then people are really upset. They want it, and they go, what's Rule 10? Tell me about Rule 10. So, so over the years, my, my demand, you know, my audience is literally just under 10,000. So I have, you know, it's different than where, where you, like, let's say you have, like, like, a hot rod group. You know, when everybody's in there, you know, to show pictures of their hot rod or, you know, kind of talk about local car shows and stuff really my group is all in there waiting for me to sell something right like that i'm the focus the products the products are the focus period there's 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 nothing else and so you know it's me versus uh, i think like 9840 right 9840 some odd people and so uh we have some opportunities where we make some things like we did some carbon fiber you know a month ago where you know i, I made a couple hundred of them you know but i'm paying somebody else to cut that out and you know logo for me and i'm just kind of the you know, I'm just the I'm the I'm just selling them, right? But to get customs from me, where like I've done them, you know, out in the shop, and it's you know kind of my thing. That's a, that's a hard. You're you're up against it, because not and 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 let's be realistic. There's almost ten thousand people in there. Ten thousand of those guys are not going to spend five hundred dollars on something, right? You know, a lot of them are in there just kind of checking it out and moral support. But let's say the group of guys that are willing to spend five hundred dollars on an opener is three hundred guys out of that whole group, right? Still, you got to you know. That's 300 guys that you're up against. So a couple of years ago, I got tired of the, of the crazy messages and, and just felt kind of bad. And so I, I developed, we had a set of rules anyways, but rule 10 was uh, essentially said that if you wanted something from me bad enough, you had to pay for it enough that it made sense for me to stop my day, 
go out to the shop and make this thing for you, right? So it has to benefit you. You're going to beat out all those other guys, right? But I've got to win too. Uh, so in eight years, I've never taken a salary. You know, I've never, uh, uh, and, and that's probably going to change uh, next year if I, if I retire or whatever. Like we're talking about, at least paying my health insurance or something. But uh, yeah, like I've never taken a salary. So literally, what you're asking me, like if a group comes to me and they say, "Hey, uh, we'd like you to donate five thousand dollars to something," that's a week of my life. That's a week of me, you know, going out and making stuff, and then I've got to sell it and ship it, and you know, make sure that it gets there and and all of that rigmarole. And so, yeah, you want to skip that whole process and you want to move to the head of the line. Rule you ten. Got, you rule ten, baby. You got to pay. And and people do. And, and people do. And people they know, do it all the time. That's what I like about it. Your rules are, are clear as a, a bell. Yeah, yeah. Don't violate them. And if you want to play, this yeah. is what it is. Uh, Bribery is awesome. Yeah, it's really <laughs> neat. And uh, and again, I'm amazed how many people, like you say, there's a, a core group. And if you you know let 20 or 25 of these items, yeah, there's another 100 people that really, really want it. Mm. And, and I just found that really interesting. And again, it drives up. The donations and, and just helps Absolutely. helps 100%. out helps out more. And again, the worldwide outreach folks. I've seen some of the days where he has these drops, and he's very very uh, uh, professional. He gets them shipped out right away. Never has a shipping issue. Never. Uh, if yeah, if ever. I, I mean, you it, use UPS. I believe United I, States Postal I, Service. I use United States Postal Service. Andrew Hollins the third is my mailman. It's the greatest <laughs> mailman ever. I'm gonna tell you right now. If you don't buy your mailman bourbon or a sandwich or a glass of lemonade or something. You're, you're up against it. But I we see a lot of uh, internet stories of shipping and shipping woes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've shipped in the last eight years, I've shipped easily uh, 9,000 plus packages. Easy. I've never had, I've never not once, not a single missed delivery. Isn't that a, a testament? And you'll see these yeah. stacks in his living room. It's just yeah. amazing. His wife helps him to put it, you know, because again, after you, you know, do it, the boxing, the packaging, oh, yeah. Yeah. my word, it just goes on and on. Again, the worldwide outreach. Uh, it's 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 uh you know I wanted to let's see oh I, I had to talk a little bit about person you know what Lance Armstrong and Rob have in common they were both bicycle racers racers weren't we were you both bicycle racers that got uh, knocked off of our chair in our prime from uh, <laughs> from cancer so we both is had, that what it was yeah we both had cancer uh, within a couple months of each other so we, uh, he he had testicular cancer that ended up moving to his brain mine moved to my stomach oh. uh yeah and that that's kind of what took me off off the bike so but it's amazing because i again watch your facebook and you have a some sort of computer program that you still do a little writing right yeah i just you know last year i kind of decided uh i'd gotten pretty portly and, and kind of big and uh and uh i just decided you know I, I probably need to try something and so they they came up with a new program called zwift and uh Swift is kind of an automated thing that hooks up to a, you know, like a trainer, like the old wind trainers back in the day. Uh, uh-huh. uh, so I have a big kind of magnetic trainer that runs out of Bluetooth signal and this program picks it up and it just tries to kill you. <laughs> so if you survive, you know, if you yeah. go through the, so, and, and so the nice thing with, with those systems <laughs> is that, you know, they have Olympic trainers that are on there. And uh, mm-hmm. so the system that I'm on, they ran the virtual Tour de France on last year yeah. and stuff. And so, uh, yeah, I'm on a real deal system, and it's uh, it's torturous as I'll get out. And some days I do, like you said, I'm a big guy. Like there's there's no. There's well, when no, you talk to Doug Fletch it. about yeah. you and he used to ride, I'm oh, like, because sure. Doug yeah. still gets out there and tries yeah. to go up Bear Valley Road. And Absolutely, do some of those. That things. ain't me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm comfortable in a little room in the back with my Evil Knievel pinball machine and my Ted Nugent albums and. Uh, you know, and I want to I want to talk about your your shop. You know, it's not like mm-hmm. this is a you know an industrial uh, no, you know rented space. This guy literally works out of his garage. Nineteen fifty four single car garage. Yeah, and I've never seen a more efficient use of space. And you know yeah. that just 
You know, again, it just goes to show, did you hear what he just said? A 1950, I'm not going to say where he lives, but this is something that he does for the love of this group. And, and I think it's really neat. Some of your techniques with the laser, you're getting, oh, yeah. you're very innovative. Yeah, I've had to learn. So, uh, you know, when, when I first started and it was just kind of roughshod and kind of, you know, winging it. Uh, yeah, I would ask my friends to, hey, you know, can you machine this big? Can you do this? Can you do that? And at some point you feel silly kind of asking them because they're craftsmen and any time that they're working on your stuff, you know, they're not they're not making money on theirs. And so I was like, I, I should probably just figure out how to do a couple things. And so uh, a couple years ago, you know, we bought our first laser. Uh, yeah. Then then I bought my second, you know, I bought, uh, so I bought one for metal. Then I, I bought one for uh, kind of wood and leather and, and thought I was going to do some things. And uh, I didn't touch it for like a year and a half because I just didn't have the free, you know. Yeah. You know, you either take the time to learn right. something or you take the time making money at the thing you know how to do. And I just abused the thing I knew how to do. And so I eventually, you know, kind of picked up on the other one. And so then I bought a second metal laser. I bought a, a 50 watt and uh, I'm learning it. And you've seen some of the recent stuff that's come out of it. It's it and it had that 50 watts scary. Boy. Yeah, it's amazing. The technology. I, <laughs> yeah. I love how, the, again, the materials, the yeah. the product and really, uh, you know, the, the biggest thing is is the causes. And it, it's amazing yeah. to me how you benefit local causes here locally. There was something on the Internet uh, recently, a couple of weeks ago. Tell me about this uh, Make-A-Wish. Is that this month so coming up? Make-A-Wish is coming back. Uh, they're working with the fairgrounds right now, trying to figure out kind of capacity and stuff. But, uh, you know, that event's been called Wishes and Dreams for years. And so mm -hmm. it'll be called Wishes and Dreams Reimagined. They're going to do it uh, outdoors this time at the fairgrounds. But they're working it out where, uh, you know, the tables will be kind of in their own pod with their own food table. Oh, I get it. And then it. each of those kind of separated. So that's coming, I believe, May 22nd. Okay. And so... Uh, Let me uh, look on the old calendar here. That is a Saturday, so I bet he's Saturday, right. Saturday, May 22nd, wishes and dreams, Merced at gmail.com or 631-8273. Uh, uh, they, uh, they have the info, but I'm sure if you just Googled, you know, wishes and dreams, Merced. Uh, but yeah, so they're coming back. And so... You know, that, that event you and I have been to is usually, you know, six to 700 people and it's Big indoors event. and it's got a, you know, it's got a pretty well-supported auction and stuff. And so with them kind of moving outdoors, that auction is going to move online. And so, uh, folks that maybe have not been able to get tickets to the event before, will be able to, uh, be able to, uh, at least, you know, participate online, the silent auction stuff that they've always had on those tables. I think that all that stuff's going to be online and stuff. So I think really the in-person thing will probably only be like the, you know, dessert auctions and. Yeah, however they're going to run that. But if you can, if you can get to that event, May, Saturday, May 22nd. That's great. Fairgrounds, yeah. Now tell me about the, uh, you did a uh, playground, a wooden playground for a kid not long ago. So Now was that with Ronald McDonald House or was that Make-A-Wish? That was Make-A-Wish. So um, you can look at fundraising a bunch of different ways. So the way that I've always looked at it uh, and when I first approached the Make-A-Wish Merced group was really, what do you need to put on the event, all right? And so, you know, some folks donate to something and they, they want to do it because they want to be in the program, you know, that they, they're writing it off against their business. But for me, like there's no benefit for me on the business side, right? I'm already a nonprofit. I don't, I don't really pull a salary. So there's no, there's no upside for me. So for me, uh, I was super comfortable with the idea of, Hey, what do you need to get this event off the ground? I'll fund that because that's going to make, you know, you know, $40,000 in here is going to make $140,000 and, and I like multipliers. So mm -hmm. all, all that made sense. So what happened last year though, was that really nobody, nobody got to do any events with COVID. Right. And so, um, you know, I kind of got the call from Make-A-Wish Northern California and uh, Kathleen Price out of Fresno is kind of their, their director. And they just said, Hey, you know, we, we have a couple of wishes that the time is now. 
and really, you know, beyond the end of that sentence, like you don't really need to kind of hear anything else, you know? And so, um, time is now means it's now. And so, uh, I had the capacity. I went out and, uh, I funded, I think, I don't know, I think three wishes. Cause I, I think I gave him a 20 grand check at, at, at the presentation of that playground. So that, that young man, uh, you know, that was, you know, that was the wish from their family was the, you know, just something, just something to play on. Yeah. Just something to play on, you know, it's something that you can bring, you know, kind of bring your friends over. And so, uh, I think 20, you know, the last time we talked, I, I had a crazy year. I, I think, know. Right. I think right after we talked, uh, as Ronald McDonald House, uh, I think they call it Heart of House, like their person of the year. Mm-hmm. County Board of Supervisors named me a uh, uh, volunteer of the year. Mm-hmm. Me and my wife, Andrea, you know, Andrea. Uh, I think the chamber, you know, was man of the year. Uh, it, it, it was just unfathomable. You see, like we'd, we'd sat here and talked, like I think maybe just the week before about how I'd kind of flown under the radar and how it's that they yeah, really knew. Well, and, then, I, and I'm amazed you have and so I had long. this year. So, yeah. So, no, it's, it's, it sorts out. Yeah, unfortunately, folks, we're out of we're out of time. It goes really quick. I, I've had with me Rob Bapti from the Hate Dust Project. I really would recommend that you go online and sign up, follow the page. It's Facebook. Donate if you can. Yeah, Facebook. It, it's, it's, just, it's just a wonderful thing. It really warms your heart. And if you see him out there, he's very approachable. He's a nice guy. He's a great cook, a great... Uh, a great person. Rob, thanks for being on the show. Yeah, buddy. But those people keep a moving, and that's what tortures me. 